Well, well, let me take off my old type glasses, but uh, greetings, everyone. Good evening, or I guess it really depends on where you are. Welcome to the Gundam Explain podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is episode 67. 67, I think. 67 I think, sounds but... right. Okay, thanks. But no, yeah, thank you, Stephen. Always there to double fact check myself because um, <laughs> I already, always need that in my life. But no, um, no, yeah, good to be here. Uh, uh, we're glad you're here, Stephen. Um, for those that might have missed it, Stephen had a live stream on Tuesday um, during the day. It was actually pretty cool. It was with a regular, uh, yeah. that shirt dude. Um, multiple names you might see between Twitch and YouTube chat, but um, uh, very cool stuff he does within the Gundam universe. He has his own niche when it comes to like the games and all that. Um, so check out. I have Steven's link in the description, but yeah, check that out to check out that. Yeah, much channel. appreciated. Happy to be here. No, it's it's always good to talk Gundam. Um, and yeah, just to look in the chat, I see Dark Samurai Neo, and I guess just had leg surgery, but I'm luckily not doing more better. So I, I don't know if that means you're not doing better or you are doing better. Hopefully you're doing better, but you're saying you're not going to be able to watch my videos for some time. So um, yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. sad to hear. Um, Rest up, buddy. You yeah, yeah. Um, well, and yeah, if there's any way to get the videos to you, let me know. Like, you need some email to you because you can't access uh, the browser or something. I don't know. Um, let me know. Santo Bell just saying hi off to work. I go. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, good to see you, Santo. Zionic Shadow, let's do this. Jedi Sailor, good to see you. Zionic Fenrir, Robert, Ian, Neon Wave, just got here. What did I miss? Well, nothing. Because we yeah, have just that's started. the best part. I know. <laughs> so, um, so this past week, well, on this show, we're gonna I'm gonna kind of show off a Witch for Mercury Gumpla I'm building. So I'll show it on the stream. Um, and then uh we'll also talk about a few other things, um, including an idea from one of the supporters, Sway, was for doing some like Gundam trivia thing, and that is like totally uh, aligns with what I'm trying to do because a lot of doing this channel was for me to learn more about lore, the Gundam lore. A way for me to find certain subjects to research and talk about. So, I I like the idea of yeah coming up with a Gundam explained um, sort of uh, lore trivia thing. Um, maybe we'll in a little bit we'll kind of talk about certain ways we could tackle that because that would be um, a lot of fun. Uh, oh yeah, but looking forward just, to stumping some people. See, that's what's cool about it. There's so much to Gundam, you know. Um, uh, especially like if you were to ask trivia questions, you would almost have to say, okay, this is just anime specific. You know, this is just yep. manga specific. Um, or the questions would just be so specific to allude to what context it is. I, I, it, a little more than Star Wars. You know, Star Wars does have that like legacy now, you know, the canon and legacy and all that. So there's some differentiators there. Um, but um, yeah, Steven, anything you've been up to this week? Uh, Gundam related. Uh, well, I am. Well, so I, I've got a high grade Zeta that's currently in parts. Um, I, I've been working on a little experiment here because we all know, and uh, Sailor's in the chat, so she's gonna she's gonna agree with me on this that the uh, real grade Zeta kit is um hot garbage. Uh, so I was thinking to myself, how can I take the best parts of the real grade Zeta kit, which like, for instance, you take a look at the wing binder here. 
and then you compare that to the high grade wing binder. Very similar in style, but you know, you flick out the wing for wave rider mode on the high grade and it's kind of uh, unimpressive. But then that real grade one, man, I tell you what, you've got like a dual locking system. It's like a freaking switchblade. That's a pretty awesome wing. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I, how can I fashion this into a high grade part so that I can get all the posability and playability of the high grade, but with the detail and sweet features of the real grade. So, you know, between that, that and, uh, since I'm terrible at painting Gunpla, I was like, well, I might as well try and paint some little one oh. to one forty fourth scale buildings. And so that's what I've been working on as well as putting together some diorama pieces that uh, we're going to have fun with. You know me, I'm always um, hacking experimenting something on together. something new. Yeah. Did, did you get that building on Amazon? I did. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I think the brand is like Outlands or something like that. Yeah, I've seen a bunch on there. I've grabbed one before. It's one that looks like it's kind of has some destruction to it. Um, but yeah, painting it really add, adds another level. Yeah, that would be fun to do. That's yeah, you know, and it's good practice, right? Because you're you're panel lining, you're painting, you're weathering, you're doing all the same stuff yeah. that you would do to a gun plug, but it's a box. So you know how 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 hard could you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's that's a good point. Um, but with the Zeta, so. I like this idea because that's something I would totally like if you were to come up with like, this is how I was able to make the ultimate one forty fourth scale Zeta. Um, I oh, would yeah. totally follow that guidance. So yeah, as you're coming up with that stuff. Yeah. Let me know. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm, it's a, uh, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have two real grade Zetas cause, oh. <laughs> cause I broke the first one that I tried to build. So, so these are from the broken Zeta, which I the see. only thing that's broken on it is the shoulder. So, you know, basically the whole kit. <laughs> but uh, but all the wings, yeah, everything else is, is totally intact. So, oh, that's cool. Um, I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, and then you know, for me, and I'm gonna try to show it here. Hopefully, I don't drop. Yeah, what some. are you working on here? What's up? Yeah, what are you working oh. on here? So this was just from my video that came out. I, like this thing is just <laughs> i haven't been so enamored so long with something and this isn't a kit this is the metal robot spirits hazel custom but with that harududu option part set but i have it kind of configured in just something i personally felt looked sick and i mean it takes some of the ideas that it's already doing i kind of dual wielded on here even though it's already dual wielding these um just a little armor pieces you could just randomly put places so i just kind of yeah the shields on it um I, this thing is just sick and you know i was doing the video for it and uh, yeah it, it, if you guys watch the video it's just crazy i, fe I feel just making it because there's just so much you could talk about with the thing there's all these pieces to it and it's uh yeah a lot of work um yeah i mean those robot spirits they they um they, they kit you out with accessories yeah, and that's what got me into them because of the effect pieces. I was like, that's sick. I wish all, like, I really wish when you would buy a Gunpla, it would come with, like, you know, they have the beam savers, but at least, like, uh, blaster shots or... Um, something. Uh, yeah, like if it's... Um, Some thruster plugs or something. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing that I was, like, because the, <laughs> with the Zaku 2s, they don't have beam rifles. You know, they use the... 
140 millimeter. I forget what it's called exactly. The uh, the gun, the oh. machine gun they use. Oh yeah, yeah, the 120, 120 okay. machine gun. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I could give you the model number, but um, I mean, there's there's several <laughs> different model numbers out there. It depends um, which one. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. That, that, no, that's, that's actually a quiz that I dropped on my Discord a few weeks back where I took a picture of five different high grade Zaku machine guns that all look identical with very subtle differences. And I said, all right, here are the five model numbers. Give me the model numbers for, for these. That could be an interesting trivia question. Yeah. Because, that, that's um, part o- of it. Only yeah. one person got it. So, oh, that, yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that one. Yeah. Hey, Brian Zanicelli, good to see you. Um, Ian, I was uh, saying I was trying to convince Sway to join the dark side the other night. Oh, what is, what is that? The dark side. Oh, buying robot spirits. That, that might be it. Zanic <laughs> um, Shadow, I knew the real grade Zeta was going to suck just sticking to high grades. But there are some real grades that are good. I would say the Mark II for sure. Yeah, I've heard that the Mark II, the new Gundam, is, is oh, probably one Gundam. of the, the the popular ones. I think that yeah. they just can't nail down that transformation mechanism. In yeah, and you know it's funny. Speaking of real grade, I, I was on Reddit and uh, someone was just posting about something. I forget what I was reading, and the comment was "real grade G Savior when," and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and but here's the thing: the reason that really makes sense is if you look at the G Savior, it has a lot of these interesting detail markings, like that. It's not that noticeable, but it's there. A real grade would lend to that. Uh, the high grade, you have to put in a lot of extra detail to pull that off. I agree. No, I think that yeah. the real grade, you know, the real grade line has some some amazing panel lines already scribed into it so you don't have to scribe in extra panel lines and so the G yeah. Savior being the first, you know, uh what would you call it? Like the first real type since it was the first live action. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Mobile suit. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a certain element of realism that that should come with that. And you know what I rem- remember too is, you know, with the real grades the whole thing is about having an inner frame system where you know, putting armor pieces on it and actually the g savior functions in that way and uh where it's kind of modular like that there are parts in the yep. times in the movie where you see the arm without that armor so again i think that lends to you know the real greatness of that so yep. um oh yeah zionic shadows even saying he'd get that real grade so yeah that uh, mark two um, yes recommended g savior is more frame than armor yeah yeah that's uh Yep. Okay, I think so. Sable says it wasn't live action, it was CGI. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> so is the legendary one that's gonna be on Netflix, right? <laughs> that's funny. Um yep. Technically it wasn't live action. No, that's a good one. Um okay, I'm gonna jump into something here real quick. Um, I'm gonna do some live speaking of live action, some live action moving into the, the windows here. Um yeah, I want to show off this uh, Witch for Mercury kit. So what was really cool about this was it just happened to be on Amazon the ship next day. And I um okay, and I I did pay a little more than it what it, it, it goes for retail, but not too much more. Um but anyway, one of the some of the interesting things I wanted to get out of this was okay, so this is like 
you would say like the latest kit. I mean, we've got that real grade um, God Gundam that was a recent one, but in terms of high grades, this is like kind of a newer one. And I was kind of curious about building it. And so far building this, it doesn't, what I like about it, and I think it just has to do with uh, me always building UC suits, but this does not feel like the typical Gundam build. Um, the parts are very different, even just like even the skirt armor, the way that it connects here, it, uh, the back is yeah. not too dissimilar, but the front here, it's kind of a weird angular thing to give it some movement. Um, it's very uh, reminiscent of the, the high-grade IBO kits where there's kind of like... And, and, you know, going back to what you said about them being kind of an inner frame with plate armor kind of attached to the outside of them. Um, yeah. It, some places the, the armor is kind of attached in interesting ways. But it is interesting yeah, to, see the, uh, to see these new, you know, design philosophies and assembly materials yeah. that, they're, that they're working with. Well, I was going to take it apart, but yeah, so what's interesting is, yeah, so this abdomen chest piece, like, it's just two armor pieces I put on, but really, you you build that under uh, part first. Um, now, I do have to express my disappointment, because you didn't get the Delanza ghoul custom type, or the, um, uh, what is, I always forget, the Darabald. Um Hey, so, I would be getting those for sure, but this look, was hey, the... If it's not ghoul, it's not cool, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that's that's a good one. That's a shirt. That's a t-shirt that right a shirt. there. That's a shirt. With um, just the pink hair right there, like, just the, the pink spot of hair. Oh, yeah. Cool. cool. Ah, that is that is good. You better do that, or I'm going to. <laughs> no, but, you know, what? What is uh, what is pretty neat about this, too, was the the stickers, so on the head... There's a sticker up there and on the side, you know, if you take your time and put them in, it looked nice. It didn't look bad like they sometimes do. And there was yeah. an option. Uh, so where that kind of star is on the head, it, there was a clear part. I just put the sticker on it. Some people might not. Um, it was kind of weird that it's a clear part, yet the sticker is more colored. It has the silver and purple. So I don't know. Maybe we learn more about that in the uh, when we well, actually, because I think this is in the prologue. And, and so. so that's the thing. If I was to go and buy some Witch from Mercury kits, I actually probably first would buy like one of that you mentioned or the Ariel. Um, this is just the one available. Um, let's see. Let me go to chat real quick. Um, oh, the Chibity Crockett hair. That's that's what that Never is. Made I that connection. You, I bet you that was done on purpose. That had to have been right. I, I'm gonna believe it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, you know what? Hey, someone I know is uh in the price of Jess. Good to see you. Long time no talk. Um, Mewtwo Frieza mobile suit. Ah, yeah, it does have that vibe to it. Yeah, I get that. And um, so you know, once I start finishing up the build, there's You'll kind of see how it has some gimmick parts. Now, I think it was Kakarot has a review up, I believe, of this one. I think Mecha Guy Go To does too, but Kakarot um, does for sure. And I think, yeah, he was talking about how, like, the way I don't know if it's pictured on here. Yeah, on, well, <laughs> on the box itself, it has two of those orbs shooting out. Unfortunately, yeah. it only comes with one. What? Um, 
So, yeah, that's kind of disappointing. So you'd really want to buy another kit if you wanted to kind of complete that. So No, we're going to file a class action suit against Bandai for a false advertisement. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> or um, a 3D print one. <laughs> oh, well, that, see, there you go. You start 3D printing them and then having them really cheap for people to buy. And then people wouldn't be buying the second kit to have that piece. There you that, go. That would totally get into Bandai's Stonks. profits. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, oh, Rogue New Type, good to see you. Didn't see you there. Um, oh yeah, Ian saying Mecha Guy Gotsu has reviewed that kit. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Well, anyway, if anyone has any other questions, um, you know, I'm actually gonna do a full review of this kit anyway, but just you know, it was interesting. Um uh when you see the kit, it's a I'll go through it in the video, but it's a very easy build. It's I, well, I don't it's know if it's, it should be. Yeah, and, and so that's what's weird. It's like the first kit I built was uh, the real grade full armor unicorn, and so that that like set the, the bar for when I would build. Masochist, because <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. And then you know after that was the the um, master grade origin. So again, I was used to a little more elaborate stuff. Um, yeah real quick um let me redo this just a second anyway um so with this latest episode of witch for mercury i don't know um did, did you happen to see it i mean i don't know if that's a dumb question anymore uh i haven't actually watched this episode this, this week's oh. episode um i'm behind uh good. I feel I, i've, I've good watched then. one through three but not the fourth one yeah Okay, yes, good. I'm glad I can't assume that everyone's going to be watching every show all the time when it comes out. Like Andor. Did you happen to watch the latest Andor? <laughs> well, I don't have Disney Plus, so, oh, you know. there you go. I, I yeah, rely on my Andor news from you. Um, oh. <laughs> well, I will say this last episode of Andor was probably the best one. Um, and it was just straight-up world-building. It's like showing, like, the Imperial prison system. It was it was just great. Um but um, that's, that's cool. No. I mean, and that's what that that show w should be used for, right? Because Andor is not a character that, um, you know, we we know where his story ends. So. Yeah, and and it's interesting because it also does a good job of kind of like showing him go through things, and you would and it would kind of connect the dots in a way. Um, yeah, maybe I won't spoil too much yet, just in case others haven't uh, uh, seen that yet. But no, with which uh, from Mercury's latest episode. Um, the you know without spoiling it you know the biggest takeaway to me is i'm surprised the show kind of is is continuing to like linger on what it is which is just more of that uh which i don't mind it but the character drama the high school bling character drama like oh like oh Soletta, you're not fitting in because you're not doing this like they for a second started talking about the world uh, the the issues going on with the world right now. So yeah. like, they really focus more on sp uh, the Spaceians and the Earthians more than it's just a little bit though. So I'm hoping that then this episode is kind of the the gradient into making it more about the world than just the people on the ground. Even though I like yeah. the characters they're setting up, I, I, they're they they make Ghoul a very interesting character. Oh yeah, it, it, we don't. It's almost like he doesn't even know what his motivation should be. He just no, knows he just has no. to do what dad's saying. Yeah. 
Well, and that's kind of um, that's kind of a, an overarching theme of the show so far is there's this uh, rejection yeah. of what um, what our parents want desire of us, you know, and each character kind of reconciling that with their in their own way, you know, Ghoul struggling with what his dad wants. Uh, I'm going to butcher her name, but Mirine, um, oh. you know, and what her parents want. And then, of course, Suleta, you know, we kind of know what her mother wants her to do, but is she going to necessarily fall in line with that? That could be her sort of character arc, but I'm glad that they're taking a step back from what it sounds like and, and kind of building up that drama a little bit because the first three episodes were very breakneck pace. You know, we're talking like mobile suit fight, mobile suit fight, mobile suit fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, good that true. the show's kind of given us a little bit of time to breathe and digest some of the world and some yeah. of the character development. Yeah, that's and a I, good I hear, point I too. see Choo Choo in the chat, and uh, like everyone loved the Choo Choo character design, so I'm glad that she's finally getting some love in episode four. Yeah, um, yeah. What was the other uh, interesting part about that episode? Yeah, they they were showing more, I guess, with the training, the kind of world building with that. Um, man, I want to say there was something else to talk about, but that might be a topic for later. Um, just kind of how they're diving into some of the story. You know yeah. what? Something I wanted to click on real quick. Uh, so this is a buddy of mine. I'd know forever. Um, haven't talked to in a while. I just rebuilt my PC, got a 4090 GPU, and spent like a total of 8K <laughs> in total. And three, oh, hold on. In 3K no. to my new monitor. HDR gaming is so crazy. Love everything about it. Okay, well, Jess, we need to talk again because I have built a whole new machine since the last we talked. Um, yeah, so I'll have to hit you up. Thanks for uh, stopping by. That's wild. Um, Mad lad. Yeah. No, here. that's crazy. Like, when the I think when the 3080s first came out, that's when, like, the PS5 and Series X came out and everything was hard to get. And yep. finally got the 3080 Ti. And then the 4090s are out. But I guess it's it's one of those things where there's not much of a difference, you know. But yeah, if you're building I've, for I've, the first time or if you're building a brand new thing, you might as well get the latest anyway. So Right. I, th I think that that's where you know if you're just in the market for immediate need then it makes more sense to you know even try and get a used 3080 um, yeah but like uh, yeah you know, even if you're, if you're trying to build that, yeah. for the future and you know kind of future proof your machine it might be worth uh splashing the cash yeah i think that's what it seems like i i, I did because this the build i had before this was all high-end stuff and that lasted for a long time yeah. Um, because the, the card I had at that time, um, 1070, but I don't know if that was a TI or yeah, but anyway, um, um, anyway, uh, okay. So what I was going to go to next is, um, let's see, apologies for moving this stuff around. I think there's actually an easier way that it can like automatically adjust things, but you know what? This is cool. It's like Photoshop. Like the easy Photoshop yeah. paint. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, okay, some questions from... Why won't it ex extend anymore? Oh, I'm sorry about that, guys. Okay. Um, okay, podcast questions uh, from Patreon. Sorry, guys. I'm looking for my browser. It's easy to read from that. Okay. This is from Brandon Keith, with two H's. Which Gundam dubs do you feel... Uh, were best in terms of interesting, relatable English-speaking voices, 
and strong performances that enhance the viewing experience for American English-speaking fans. And which were the worst Gundam dubs in your view? With the exception of the first dub for the 1979 MSG compilation films and Zeta Gundam dub, all of the Ocean Group and and another company post dubs have been some of the best the best English has ever done with the exception of the occasional mispronunciation for certain Gundam terms and character location names. Gundam dubs are usually very well done. Um, yeah. So I, it says with the exception of the first dub for, uh, for the 1979 compilation films, was there a dub? Yes, I think Maybe there was. Um, but if I remember correctly, I don't think that that was like an official dub. Because, yeah, because I know on Netflix, it's yeah, the movies are just with subs. I know the yeah, show, I have the movie Blu-rays, and those don't have English uh, dub. Oh, Which, see, you know, Lucas, it, it could be similar to like um, I forget what country it's from, but I, th- I want to say it's like Singapore has an English dub of Double Zeta, which oh, is oh yeah, man, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, as for you know, I tend to not really. None of them really bothers me except for, and I heard this to the contrary in the Discord, but I th- I think Wing is bad. Um, there's I maybe some good lines, but it's... I, del- I think that, because um, the voice actor for Catra is the same voice actor who did Amaro, and he is a oh yeah way more talented Amaro than he is Catra. You know what? But that's funny because even thinking back, he is the more, um, I don't know how to explain this. He is the more connected to that character out of the group in Wing. Like when I'm watching Wing, for me, he seems to be the more like relatable, like grounded, like in terms of how he's reacting to things where the other people are like a little crazy or whatever. Um, yeah. And you always have to have a character that is like the, uh, the character that the audience can kind of like, you attach themselves, themselves to, to to kind of yeah understand and relate to the world that's going on yeah yeah um yeah uh and then so good and bad and i'm trying to think like it, it another thing though it's really hard for me to complain because i think it's a pretty neat feat in the first place to change one language to the other make it fit within and still portray the same information so i it's i don't really judge dubs too harshly i kind of just deal with it i mean any dubs from gundam stand out to you as good or bad um i mean i'm i'm a fan of the original series i thought that um you know the casting was pretty pretty spot on the only i would say notable exception to that is uh the horrendously awful um you know stereotype of the black tri-stars going full country for them like oh you know guy i'm mashing ortega <laughs> like you yeah. know it, it, it's honestly surprising to me how few zeon characters in any dubs are given a german accent considering that yeah. you know you've got names like you yeah know, franz and uh and makave Rieger schneider or something you know schneider yeah you've got tons of german inspiration behind the entire army of of zeon and not a single one has a german accent you've got a few brits in there you've got the black tri-stars um <laughs> but uh 
yeah, it's it's just interesting to me. Interesting well, um, casting choices. So that that brings up a good point because it makes me think about. On one hand, what if that sort of accent would be lost by then? But on the other hand, we're seeing the last names, as you said. So maybe that kind of uh, culture has flourished and that's kind of retained the way to pronounce things. Um, maybe so. I, and I think that kind of goes in line with their ideologies, too. You know, it kind of. You know, uh, without making it seem like that's you know being judgmental on a group, you know, it would that's almost like saying everyone from that bloodline will be Nazis for the rest of their generations. But, <laughs> but like, so if they made a live action, if the live action movie is Zeon, would would you expect that they really drive hard into like the German sort of? I mean, I would expect at least Christoph Waltz to play Makabe. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, he'd be pretty fantastic, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what? Amaro is um, canonically Canadian. So, um, yeah. what's that? One of the one of the Ryans, Gosling or Reynolds. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you he'd go. probably be calling everybody uh, Hoser. <laughs> man, you were just blowing my mind. Ryan I don't know Gosling. anything about the Gundam. But, when in doubt, ejected out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that just makes me think of something like Drive, that movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, except instead of the car, it's a mobile suit. Oh, uh, man, I'm like sorry and, I ran you and, over. And in, instead of doing the stunt, because that's what it was, he was like a stunt driver. He's just a, a mercenary for hire. He's like, a Federation needs a, a guy and his GM over there. He needs a guy and a GM. And he just <laughs> does these jobs. And he's quiet. And I like where this is going. Yep, I like but we got to have some synthwave tracks in there. Exactly. We'll, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's that's gonna be my uh, mobile suit Gundam neon fanfic. It's gonna that's gonna mainly be the story. And the visor has like a pink neon look to it. Oh, and you see the sun setting in it, and it has that pink <laughs> with the clouds. Okay. Yeah. Oh. That artwork would be sick. I gotta work on something like that. Yep. Neon wave. As a Canadian, I am proud. You should be. Yeah, Amaro is fantastic. What is it? It's um. So I'm really into metal, and I follow Banger. It's like a YouTube channel and Twitch where they just review metal and talk metal. But it's funny, like it. it it's all Canadian in terms of like everyone on that YouTube channel is like from Canada. They talk about bands I've never heard of because they're Canadian, and a lot of influences yeah. that are from like Europe stuff are like a little different than stuff that i am used to hearing when because it, it's weird i guess looking up metal online i tend to it tends to be since it's english speaking make like maybe more american communities and so the canadian stuff just never really gets that big um yeah just a random random aside um canadian metal if anyone listens to canadian metal let me know yeah i wish canadian metal got more love um, let's see. Zion Shadow, here a question. Who would play Shar in the live action movie? It would have to be a good one. I mean, you would I'm with Sayla. Sayla answered the question okay. for yeah, and I think this is one that we talked about a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, I almost feel like with this, especially because of the age they're supposed to be, um, 
you, you it's almost like you got to get nobodies yeah. um or at least just starting out actors um oh, what's the you know, name of that I, actor that is he's always on um american horror story he played the is devil. that good by the way is is that good american horror story yeah um, I would say watch the first seven to eight episodes of every season and then stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's made yeah. by the same people as the 911, and it has Angela Bassett too. So, in uh, the there deaths in 911 are insane. Like, <laughs> it, it's wild. pretty much Final Destination every episode. Like, it, it will, I, I'm telling you, it will open up and it will be like an ice skating rink, and they start introducing characters you've never seen before and their backstories. You're like, okay. I know where this is going. And yeah, you see people's <laughs> that's fingers the one that's going down. <laughs> yeah, you see uh the skate going to someone's chest. Um it's a good as show. As long as you don't have um what's his name from CSI Miami coming and making a joke oh. about it and then <laughs> that that that's the best see you're doing it again. That is the best combination. CSI meets final destination. <laughs> where he's he's the detective tracking the deaths and he has a one-liner for each one and the one-liner is what steals the scene oh yeah absolutely <laughs> looks like this victim was impaled we better take a stab at finding who did it <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I remember when that show first came out i loved that because it was like this guy was just a badass and he didn't even look oh, like yeah. a badass but he was just being David a badass <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was yeah that was Man. really cool um okay and there's something else i saw um oh yeah you know what so that the english voice actor for char from the original 0079 passed away and is yeah. that a different yeah. voice actor from char's counterattack I don't think it was the same one. Uh, yeah. Chat will definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm 95% sure that uh Shar's Counterattack was a different voice actor than cuz okay. even the voice actor who did Quattro in um yeah, Data was a different voice actor. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the because I just happened to follow him on Twitter and Instagram, the actor of G Savior, you know, the main guy uh, he actually did a little R.I.P. post to that voice oh. actor of Char. And I was like, wow, look at that connection there. You know, keeping G-Savior relevant. Um, <laughs> but really, oh, uh, R.I.P. Because... Zionic Shadow are correcting me. Oh. So, it, 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 so he did do oh. 0079 and Char's Counterattack, but he didn't do Zeta. Ah, okay. Thank you. Okay. Now, I do know that Keith Silverstein did Char and Full Frontal. He did Char in the origin and Full Frontal. That sounds so weird. Like, oh, he did Full Frontal in, uh, yeah, in, I know, in Unicorn. <laughs> and uh, But uh, yeah, Keith Silverstein is a... Uh, I, I really like his voice um, for Char. And so, you know, going forward, I think that he is a suitable heir to the to the Asnable yeah, throne. That's a good point. So yeah, RIP. And it's just amazing. I mean, that guy's legacy is pretty badass, you know? Like... Oh yeah. You know how you, you got to look at, you know, Gundam is just some IP. A lot of people in the world like it. So you got to think that mm -hmm. guy it's, it's a worldwide phenomenon. So that guy had a lot of people that he affected in some way. Pretty cool. Um okay, and then oh yeah, Jedi says is also saying the actor who voiced Hero, Yui also did a little tribute. That's nice. Um that's cool. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so. Oh, I love this from Kinbind. Quattro is a different guy. Hello. Like, it's, <laughs> why would he have the same voice actor? Has an eight pack. <laughs> that's actually, that's what happened when they were making Zeta. They were like, oh, Quattro. So we'll have to hire someone to play Quattro. <laughs> and then, like, later in development, they're like, oh, he's Char. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, well, too late. Page page one, line four of the dialogue says, he moves like the red comet. I can't keep up with that red mobile suit. He's just like Char. And like, it's, <laughs> it is the most thinly veiled, <laughs> the worst kept secret in Gundam. I, I, although I got to say, when I first watched Zeta, that was, I, I, they made it obvious for people that really liked, you know, 0079. Um, I remember when it's like, it was pretty cool. I guess I didn't, wasn't that exposed online yet because I did not know, you know, I was, but I think it was either that episode or the next one. Well, it, it's more of, they never confirm it until later. So it's more like, Oh, that's gotta be, yeah. but they're not saying it is like, I guess it's well, not. And the part <laughs> that kills me in the English dub is uh, when they're aboard the, um, when they're aboard the Guadan talking to Haman and they finally reveal that that Quattro is, sh is Char. Ooh, sorry, spoilers. Um, Camille just lets out a about time. Like everybody, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I love it. And that Camille voice actor, like I heard it in his voice after you said. Oh that. yeah. Um, and and I, I think that that was probably unscripted. That that was uh, <laughs> he, he went off script and uh, improved that line because he knew how American fans would be feeling. Well, that's just kind of funny because really in universe, Camille was pretty smart, and no one would listen. No adult would listen to him, so nothing worked out. Like it, it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So another Patreon thing here out of um. Everyone in the original Gundam series, who do you think could be a better protagonist than Amuro? Personally, I think Sayla would have been a better protagonist than Amuro with the fact that she finds out that she has to fight her brother to protect her friends and her ideals. Yeah. Yeah. Sayla's the obvious choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, obviously, I guess the idea of then as you're watching the show, you find out that that Char's her brother and she being a main character. Yeah. That would be really cool. Um, I would totally do you do have a, an alternative uh, option that you're maybe thinking of? You know what? I don't know. I think as a creator myself, I feel like I have kind of evolved what like a main character should be. I guess the thing with Amuro, it's like a, it's like a, a nerdy male guy, not really nerdy, but just kind of a tech minded male. And I think just that's kind of the largest audience that would, you know, um, so it's like easy to like that. You know what I mean? Where if yeah. Sayla was Lee, that would be very interesting. It would be intriguing because it would be less that I can outright like connect with, you know, I'd have to learn. So that's how I, if it wasn't Sayla, which I think is a great, a great one. Um, I think it would have to be maybe. Um, I, you know what? Actually, I don't know. Maybe it's Char. Maybe it's Char. Maybe, it Maybe there was no Gundam. Maybe it's a revenge Maybe. story out now. 
Well, yeah, and there was no Gundam. It was just the operation. They didn't have a pilot for their Gundam. Yeah, and it was just some random people would get into it. But Char was trying to hold off the Earth Federation without decimating them entirely, but also take back over Zeon. Now, before I give you my answer, I got to give a shout to Zeonic Shadow here. Can you imagine if oh. Sela had her own personal Gundam? Um, I don't have to imagine it because the video game Zeonic Front is the only video game I can think of where Amuro is not unlockable as a playable character. You can unlock the Gundam, but you play as Sela. Sela is oh. the pilot of the Gundam in Zeonic Front, which I think is so awesome. You know what? But that's... Uh... That is pretty cool because, like, it could be that there's that time where you know she went out in the Gundam because Amaro didn't want to, and yep. and I wonder if after that they could be like, oh well, then let's build her one, you know? And I it mean, might technically have... they had three of them, right? They had the seven, the RX seventy eight one, RX seventy eight two, RX seventy eight three. So technically but... speaking. <laughs> You could just go as far as be like, well, there just happened to be this other one <laughs> just in case when we found out that Sayla was Char's <laughs> uh, sister. And then they make like the special Gundam to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when um, there's like this Gundam that, that happens to exist. <laughs> well, oh, and um, yeah, but seeing that that kind of uh, parlays into what who I would base the show around, because, you know, one of the main themes of the show is duty and um and oh. taking on responsibility and throughout the series sailor's character doesn't change a whole lot you know she is she is does the job she knows what what to do she always does what's asked of her she's not the one that grows over time the way that amuro does but another character that does is kai shiden because Kai mm. goes from being a coward, from being somebody who runs away from responsibility, who runs away from fighting, to b basically having almost the same character arc that Amuro does, albeit in a slightly different series yeah, of right. events. Like he's in the background, he's able to get information for, you know, um, his, old, his old crew. Yeah, as and he moves he meets, through the use um, of timeline. What, what's the girl's name that he meets in, in uh, Belfast? I always forget her name. Which uh, show was it? Was it in the original? Oh, in 0079, the, uh, the spy that, that Kai meets. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Thank oh, you, my Sarah. gosh, yeah. Ah, oh, that was tragic. Yeah, that... <laughs> Josue says, uh, Wendy. <laughs> that is yes, what I call the, the triple baconator with cheese. <laughs> uh yeah, no, that was that was a good. Yeah, Kai's a good one. Kai really does have a good story, even though people don't really like talk about Kai all the time. He's not like a new Gundam where yeah. people are like, oh, look at these pictures of Kai, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a pretty interesting character, um, especially how far he last kind of being buddies with Brighton, that team Londo Bell, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Let's see. This question is from Ian. When building Gunpla, what encourages you to customize your kit or what prevents you from customizing it? Also, did you know that gun takes can dab? <laughs> I've learned that from Ian. That's the rumor. Um, what building uh when building Gunpla, that what encourages you to customize your kit or what prevents you? I will say what prevents me is when I can kind of look at it, like glance at it, and I can already kind of see the detail. There's sometimes where I can kind of glance to the shelf 
And then I can just kind of tell, oh, I'm seeing just a lot of flatness. And that's when I will maybe put more panel lining on it. Or I, sometimes I might be like, you know, this actually needs some decals. You know, maybe a high grade that didn't come with one. Um, For sure. Yeah, you know, that, that yeah, that's a good one. I think it really is that. It's d depending on the level of detail that I feel like it needs. Um, what about you? Um, I mean, I generally start out every kit with the with the intent of customizing it. Um, I think the, oh, the most recent example I can think of is I recently bought the Origin Shars Zaku 1 with the intention of converting it into Eric Blanc's purple Zaku 1. But when I finished building it, I was looking at it and I'm like, this thing looks badass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I can paint it purple. It, 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 so maybe I need to get a second one. <laughs> no, you know, the, the, the paint, that's a good point because like, I still have not really done a, a full paint job on any of my kits and I, I just, I need to. And for some reason, I, I mean, I bought the equipment. I just need to just do it next. And I feel like that would change. Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like I would look at a kit and that would be the first decision. Is this something to paint or not? Um, I, I feel like that's like the main thing you decide first. Um, and I think know. that a a good idea, if you're someone who's just getting into Gunpla and you're trying to kind of cross over that that threshold into customizing and painting, is to buy a kit that needs it. You know, a lot of these newer high grades and real grades, um, master grades as well. It's like you don't you, when you buy them and you snap build them out of the box, they're pretty much good to go. But, you know, yeah. if you were to say, for example, get your hands on like this here, high grade goof flight type. Um, it's already missing a lot of color. In fact, the shield is supposed to match the armor. So but the shield just came in solid black plastic. So you this what? is a kit that already needs to be painted. It, it's funny you said that because I saw the listing of that. It must have been Amazon or something to buy it. And when I looked at it, I was like, man, this would require me to do a little more work. And I don't feel like that. And, <laughs> and so that's interesting because I, I, I think that also determines what kit you're going to buy or potentially work on. Yeah. 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 Get, get something that is going to make you do the work so that you don't have the choice. You know, I, I sit here looking at it on my desk every day and I'm just like, just, just paint it, just paint it. <laughs> yeah, just someday, paint it. someday it will. Um, so good answer or goose answer for top question. Personally, for me, I don't mind customizing a cheaper kit, but one that I spend a couple hundred dollars on, I'm more afraid of doing anything else to it. But yeah. that said, I do enjoy making changes to have something different than making something that no one else has. And yes, I know gun tanks can dab. Now, that, that's a good point. It seems like, well, I guess it depends. I, I would say typically the larger kits, like the crazy stuff, perfect grades or whatever, even like the high res, you know, like the, the non-graded kits, they're yeah. usually made to just build or whatever um, and not totally paint. It seems like high grades or master grades are the ones that people really go all out with. Yeah, they have some fun with them for sure. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm I'm such a I'm going to call myself a perfectionist. Really, I'm just a coward. Uh, I mean, I haven't even built my perfect grade Zeta because I'm so oh. terrified that I'm going to do something wrong and screw it up. Um, uh, yeah, it's like that with my Titans Pale Rider. I, 
eventually. Um, yeah. Let's see. Brandon Keith, what do you foresee for the future of Gundam in terms of anime productions? Next, there's TV edits of Hathaway, Thunderbolt Narrative, and we're getting Gundam Seed movie. What's Hathaway sequel has not started production yet, but what's next? Crossbone Gundam? I heard the Sunrise execs say they wanted two more maybe Finish Thunderbolt and Unicorn Series, to be honest, I think it's a shame that they aren't fast-tracking reanimation of 079 in the style of Origin Dolan's Island film. The positive response to Dolan's Island shows that everyone wants to see more 079 remade with modern animation techniques. And I think that's true. I think we do want to see that. But something I learned, and it was um, it's something I think we talked about in the last one or before, was that you, you see Next 100, where, yeah, it looks like their plan is to focus on Hathaway and then moving forward, I really yeah. do think Crossbone is going to be part of that. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually are working on Crossbone right now and then they're going to announce it maybe in a year or two for it to come out in another year because that stuff takes time. My my fear is to be careful what you wish for because, you know, I think that the UC Next 100 is it would be cool if they gave us Crossbone. I'm thinking that they might just, you know, axe the whole f91 and crossbone uh storylines and just go in a completely different direction wow, wow. i see um, what you're saying because they haven't now although when they've they've updated the timeline of when the zanskir empire started so maybe maybe overall story beats in the universe they don't axe, but then they like redo like f91 yeah. maybe but yeah, because they're gonna have those two other uh, parts to Hathaway, and they are yeah they're doing the TV edits of Thunderbolt. And, but I guess that's not reanimation; those are edits. Yeah. But then I would think yeah, it would be great if they remade 0079 with the modern animation, because they did make the Doan's Island, even though that UC Next One Hundred was happening, unless they started that before. A lot is up in the air to speculate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who knows what they're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it is probably hinged on the success or failure of um, Witch from Mercury. Yeah, which leads because, into the next question. Um, yeah. How is Witch from Mercury uh, performing in the ratings in Japan and in the merchandise sales? Um, he continues, to be honest, Witch from Mercury isn't really appealing to me personally. I think the musical score is very well done and the mecha battles are interesting. But overall, it's the same format that has been used for so many Gundam shows. It lack of humor. It overemphasizes space politics. There's an evil regimes, bureaucracy, political murder, discrimination arguments over public policy. And now they're hinting at lesbian relationships. <laughs> I mean, seriously, where's the fun? Why can't Gundam be fun and packed better in terms of balancing action, humor, and seriousness and less political and agenda-based? Aren't most Gundam shows heavy-handed and, and deep enough already? Where's the fun? You, sir, sound like a double Zeta fan. <laughs> no, I do. I have the Gundam show for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, I, um, for me, which from Mercury seems completely different than any other Gundam. Oh, and, and more in terms of the full on structure, it might take yeah. things from different types, but it's it's really interesting because there's this lack of focus on the world in these first four episodes and more of a, a focus on the character relationships in the school, the school policy. Um, it uh, not only that, but, you know, the 
the lesbian thing doesn't seem like a big deal to me because I, I'm one. I don't know if it. It's not like they've said that, and even it if like it is, a, it's, it's two like, lines that were kind of like a throwaway, and they haven't mentioned it since. <laughs> exactly, which could be the the point that I think people might be missing here because if I'm taking it correctly, in this latest episode, we see Saletta was sleeping over at Miorine's. And even wearing her pajamas, apparently, unless that was something else someone drew. I, I there were some details where they were talking about she had slept over at her house, set in her bed, whatever. So it's almost like right there they were showing without having to tell the audience, yeah, they're having a relationship. They like each other, or they're being intimate. They like each other, which is kind of the the point of when you talk about relationships and stories, because there's no reason to like outright have to say, this is my sexual orientation. People just do whatever, you know, they do. Um, so I would say in that regard, um, I don't find anything from which Mercury offensive, you know, when it comes to no, relationships. No, it's, it's the farthest thing from offensive. In fact, it's, it's extremely vanilla. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and again, as for it being like any other Gundam, don't you think it's different? Oh, hundred percent. I, um, you know, to me, it feels more like an anime than a, than a Gundam show. And, and I say that because, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not typically an anime fan in general, but I like Gundam shows because they, you know, you, you don't have like, um, a genre that's based around Gundam shows like, like isekais and, you know, these. Oh you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you, ha you have entire genres where they have a name for exactly the type of story that you expect to see in a and in, in an anime and high yeah. school drama with like death defying feats that's like every third anime yeah <laughs> that's right right like you know if you're not a high school demon slayer you're a high school um turbo basketball player <laughs> if you're not that then you're a high school you're a mecha pilot you're a high something. school spy you know it's like we get you know it. what <laughs> and that is funny because you know getting into Gundam has gotten me to want to watch more anime and I'll go on Crunchyroll and I'll read the description because it would sound awesome it'll be like some demonic cover swords <laughs> blood and then I'll read it and be like Chi Chi from his local high school went to go meet his friends in the cafeteria and opened up a portal and I'm like well uh, no I, and so I'll end up never like really watching anything that looks awesome like one called like Overlord I think and it has like I this awesome yeah and and then i think it has something to do with just a board game or not a board game but an mmo or something <laughs> right you're like oh geez it's not even real it's like quest <laughs> yeah. world it's like no, what, so what's he gonna do kill you in vr just turn off the computer bro <laughs> <laughs> no so it yeah i um but that could be you know brandon might have a background watching a lot of anime so it really to him He's seeing, oh, this is very tropey for Gundam because he's not only seeing Gundam stuff, but also typical anime fare. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that could be uh, um, what that's all about. Um, the other thing, and I'm going to try to share it on my screen here. Let me pull it up. I just forgot yeah. where I sent it to. Like, did I, I, sometimes I like to take notes of, um, when I find things and I'll like send it to my email, but sometimes I'll, um yeah i can't find it anymore so anyway ah man okay i'm gonna find this because i want to show everyone on the stream i'm like hyping this up <laughs> just bear with me um you're, you're gonna let me down oh man i don't want to let you guys down 
Okay. <laughs> Sayla, never apologize for your rants. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I have found the picture. I'm about to share my screen. Um, okay, so this is a full look at the Rust Gundam. I don't know if there's really a name for it. This is from that Rust Horizon manga. The Jet Black. Yeah. Um, that thing looks cool. It's It's got the Xeon shield. Or, I mean, Zaku to shield. Um, and, you know, I'm interested with the things on the back. Almost reminds me of, like, the uh, Mark II backpack with the beam sabers. But I'd almost want to say... Similar. That and is that might, an MMP eighty um, machine gun that it's carrying? The Zaku machine gun? I don't know, but if this was a trivia question, you would have got it right. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but then look at the knives that it has back behind it. Like it can like pull out. Like I'm guessing oh, yeah. that's what it is. Wait a minute, and then it has the Xeon emblem. I just realized that. Yeah, because Makuve, I guess, was the one that like had this or something. Yeah, um, the Zionic Gundam. That is just sick. So, like, I what are the chances within twelve months there will be a, a model kit of this? I sure hope so. I mean, <laughs> it looks great. It does. It's it's fantastic, and I, I'd love to see it in its like full color glory. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. almost got like kind of a ground Gundam chest to it. Yeah, that's what's interesting. And it, it has like something extra on the side. So I don't know if that's some. Oh, it's another knife. I just realized that. So the vent is covered by a knife. Sweet. Which is interesting. <laughs> um, that's not a knife. <laughs> just a Gundam with the knife, you know? Like I thought the ball and chain was pretty weird, but I got <laughs> over that. Um, and wait, no, it looks like I was wrong because that's a bullpup machine gun. It's got that magazine on the back. Oh, in the back. The drawing looks like the perspective was kind of messed up. You know, those MC Escher paintings, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it walking towards us or away? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, um, that does it for the show. Obviously, Zionic Shadow saying that would be his Gundam. I mean, that seems like his taste. I mean, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, a Zionic friend was saying, check out the OMS uh, 90R uh, Marzion. Oh, that's right. Marzion's going to we. Yeah. I mean, we everything on... Marzion is sweet. All of their like yeah. refitted doms and goofs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess that's about it. So, yeah, everyone. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining. That was a lot of fun. Uh, just. Yeah, reach out if you have any questions or anything you want me to cover on the show or you have any questions about the Patreon and supporter stuff. Links in the description for Discord, all that. YouTube membership, blah, blah, blah. There's the movie night, although it's in the day, Saturday. We're watching Hathaway. So if you're interested in that, check out the links in the description. Um, and then, yeah, with links in the description, Steven's page. We live stream over there. Um, working on random Gumpla projects over there. Steven, anything to add? No, no, I think that's about it for announcements this week. Kind of a quiet week. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, then, yeah, that's it. Everyone have a good night. We will talk later. See y'all. Cheers.